Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast. I'm Alison Perry and you're listening to episode 27. Today on the podcast, I've got author and blogger Matt Coyne as my guest. And out of one, Matt's life changed pretty much overnight when a Facebook post that he wrote about being a new dad went viral. People like Ashton Kutcher were sharing the post. And as a result, he was offered a book deal to write more about his life as a dad. Dummy was published the following year in 2017. It's just come out in paperback and Matt continues to post on his Facebook page Man vs Baby and his blog too. Matt's brand of humour and his take on parenting brings so much light relief and support to parents and in this episode we talk a little bit about how that makes him feel and also what it was like to be a stay-at-home dad um, and keep listening to the end of the episode to hear Matt's most embarrassing parenting moment which is priceless. Welcome Matt to the podcast. Thank you. This is serious. Come I on, know, come on. I know, no, okay. Serious faces, serious podcast. Okay, go. Um, Matt, Matt Coyne, yes. you're um, a dad of one to Charlie. Correct. And he's age two. He is, yeah. Two, two and, and a half. half. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking before we started recording about how it's so important to get the two and a half or two and three quarters in with children. Yeah, whereas nobody nobody does care though, do they? No. People. That's one of those questions that people ask that's kind of like a, a polite inquiry, sort of, how are you? They don't really want to know how you are. No, they don't not. want loads of detail about how you find that your brother Malcolm's going to the hospital to have the camera <laughs> up. <laughs> they don't want loads of detail. So. I don't want, yeah, my child is uh, two and three months and two weeks, weeks and, and five days. days. Yeah. You've got to stop it at some point anyway, because the point at which they go to university, you can't be saying there's still 370 eight weeks four days and yeah some people do cling hours. on to that though, don't they they say that their child is 24 months old and it's like that's two they're two <laughs> yeah they're just shit master <laughs> <laughs> i think some people like really cling on to the baby days though and if you and if you're still counting in months though, yeah. then it means that you've practically got a newborn still the only people who ask you really are if an old lady stops you in the supermarket yeah. or whatever and uh, yeah so it, 
That's like a maths question, though, then, when someone just fires at you, <laughs> how old is your kid? I have no idea. It's not just a maths question, it's a moral question, because if you were, if you were a good dad, <laughs> you will know how old your son is. is that, do, are you a better parent than if you are able to break it down into hours, days and weeks? Probably, I imagine so. But either way, that old lady's going to judge you for something. If not that, then some other thing, <laughs> like what you have in your, your shopping trolley, like the, the sugary kid <laughs> snacks you've got in there. It's a minefield. I'm, yeah, they're judging the shit out of me. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm, I'm guesstimating his age all the time. If anybody asks, me. I mean, even the half years, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I sort of try and get away with he's under six ish. Yes, I used to say, I don't know, he's not even mine. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this is all about well and good, but I haven't even asked my first question Go yet. Away. So you know, um, what I was going to say was for anyone who's not aware of you and your work, can you tell us a bit more about yourself? My work. Your work, your body of work. <laughs> My body of work. So I'm Matt Coyne, uh, I, the creator of Man vs. Baby, which is, uh, which is a blog, a parenting blog from sort of dance point of view, and uh, also the author of Dummy, which is the uh, book based on the parenting blog. And you have a huge following on Facebook, don't you? How many have you got on Facebook? Uh, yeah, a couple hundred thousand on Facebook. Just it's quite a, a lot. Hundred thousand. You're so casual. <laughs> I don't know them all. They don't, they don't come <laughs> around my house or anything. Although I could probably invade somewhere if they all turned up. Yeah, the power. Not you anywhere have. good. <laughs> Luxembourg, somewhere maybe, like that. Maybe an, an Aldi shop or something. <laughs> I know. Did you see that on the little one? Yeah, they yeah. tore it down. Unbelievable. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, How wasn't it, you, was it? <laughs> it may be. It may have been some of my followers, to be fair. They're, they're, they're that kind of people. Are they? Um, but how did it all start? So, um, is it true that you... I mean, I'm saying, is it true? I read this in your book, so I know it's true. Um, you just, Not you, necessarily. <laughs> you tell me if it's true then. So, you just posted on your personal Facebook page, yeah. is that right? Um, a post that ended up going viral. That, that's how it started. So, basically... Uh, you know when you when you first have a baby and you get loads of messages and people saying well wishes and all that sort mm. of stuff, you get loads of them when they, when you first have a baby. And I thought I can't really be asked to reply to them all at the same time, so I'll just uh, write a single post to sort of family and friends. So when Charles was about three months old, I finally sat down and started writing it in a shopping centre, just in a coffee shop. And uh, it must have been cathartic or something because I just kept on writing. It ended up being like a thousand words. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I, I just posted it for family and friends, and then probably it's probably the following morning when I woke up, and it had like eighteen likes or something. Eighteen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely nailed that there. Like, like I've got parenting sus there. This is the most popular thing you've ever done <laughs> yeah, on social media. No one listens to a word of that. I've actually gone back and looked at my feed sort of before, of like, and it's like one like, two like, and it's always like my auntie Pat or my mum. <laughs> And nobody else ever responded to anything ever. I, I sometimes wonder why I was ever on Facebook before, because no <laughs> one was listening. So, I, I, yeah, that was like 20 likes or something. And then um, I started getting, like, uh, requests, uh, if, like, friend requests from people I didn't know, and they were, they were sort of saying, we've seen this post, and we want to be able to share it, but we can't because you've set it to family and friends only. Mm. So I, I flicked a little widget or whatever. I'm not a techie. <laughs> I flicked <laughs> the widget. So I flicked the widget and, um, and set it to, like, you know, so people could share it. Public, and yeah. It was like 10,000 within a couple of days, and then it went like wow. 20,000, 30,000. And um, the, the stats to come in, it's just, it's just been seen by 15 million people that one. That you first are post. kidding. Yeah. And it nuts. When was that, 2016? 2016, yeah. I don't know, 2015, 2016. 2016. Yeah. Is that right? 
Yeah. 26. That was two years ago. So if your son's two, then that would probably... I don't even know how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the 20... truth's coming out. <laughs> it was 2016, though, yeah. Right. Well, that's incredible. I know. That's absolutely nuts. And it's from, from that, you then thought, hang on a minute. I've clearly... I'm, I'm the voice of the people here. <laughs> I'm the voice of dads. No, you, you, you thought there was something in this. I'm going to start a blog, did you? Not really. No. So... What happened then is, is some uh, agent has got in, just emailed me basically through the through my personal Facebook on on, on the comments actually they put can you phone me can you whatever on the comments of the post so I thought oh yeah I'll phone them and um, they basically touted me around London so they they wheel wheelbarrowed me down northern from, from down into London and took me around loads of publishers and um, basically from the book deal. Hang on, so just just on the basis of that, From that one, one post, yeah. Facebook post, yeah. you were touted around publishers. Yeah. That's mad. I know, and it's stupid. What a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. That's amazing. Yeah, and then, but, so I, it was only after we'd, we'd signed a book deal that um, my agent said, you know, you should start a blog because it'll give you practice for writing the actual thing and yeah. they'll, uh, you know, it'll build a little bit of following around before the book's launched. Yeah. And uh, so I set up Man vs Baby after the after we'd done the book deal. Like, yeah. Wow, um, that's really, really cool. Um, and actually, you know, on your Facebook page, Man vs Baby, it must bring so much light relief to parents who are, you know, really feel like they're going through it with like sleep deprivation or, you know, like those early stages of being a parent. So that Even though to you it's like you're having a laugh yeah. and you're enjoying it, that must be pretty amazing that you're... I, I hope it does, and and you get you get it as well. I know you get loads of you know feedback from people who you, you ha, you're almost helping by accident in a way. Mm. A lot of the stuff that you write, I know, similar to it is you you write because you sort of have to write it, yeah. and uh, and and I write thinking that it's going to be a it's not, I mean it's not all just just uh, just gag a minute stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, but uh, but uh, the the response that you get is. It does. It does keep you wanting to do it. And it does make you. Uh, yeah, it is. It is surprising that feedback that you get that it does help people. Does it take you by surprise? Do you almost really think does, every yeah. time do you kind of think, oh yeah, people are actually benefiting from this. People are actually reading it. That surprises yeah. me all the time. I know it, it sounds daft, like I mean, but it astonishes me all the time that people, the the, the likes, the comments, or whatever, like they you don't you don't see them after a while in the same the same way. But when you get personal messages where people yeah. are saying. You know, they're struggling with all kinds of things, whether infertility or, or PND yeah. or whatever it is. Like, I mean, that's uh, that's it's 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 humbling in a way that um, that humbling's the wrong word for it. The humbling sounds like a wanky word yeah. for it, but it's uh, but it's incredibly touching. It's incredibly. Uh, I don't think there is a way of describing that without sounding a bit wanky, though. But it is it is an amazing thing, and I think it's, that yeah. it's all right to sound a bit wanky with that kind of I thing think because so, yeah. you're doing a really cool thing, and that's. That's yeah. just what it is. It ma- it it makes me it makes me feel really good about the thing that I'm doing, and you'll know as well that you get enough shit from people to that those uh, that those moments mm. could keep me going for the rest of my life, basically. So speaking about the shit you get thrown at you, you do get quite a lot, <laughs> and you 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 seem to have turned it into a bit of an art form where you kind of anonymously publish comments or messages you get yeah, and the responses that you give them sometimes 
<laughs> sometimes the people who follow me go to great lengths to find out who the person is. Really? So I'll scrub I'll scrub out their name and the profile photo, and they still find them. I don't know how they, yeah. I don't know how they do it. Right? I mean, so I, I try not to because I'm not I'm I'm not doing it to be you know to be to be cruel. Or yeah. Anything, right? I mean, I mean they started it is all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, I get I get in loads of trouble for that because the the perceived wisdom is never respond to trolls basically. Yeah. But um, there's a great deal of material in that for me. So some of the I stuff you really write that just it. makes me laugh. I mean, you, you put some in your book as well, and I was yeah. I was looking at it this morning, and there was one where you wrote your gran as a response <laughs> to something. And they were like, "Is that you know that that's not very mature?" And you were like, "Well, no, she's she is quite mature." <laughs> it was just like the most infantile, but so yeah, there's, funny. There's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Infantile's my uh, that's about where my level is. That's your level. But I get in loads of trouble from this for publishers. Like loads. My editor sends he sent me emails that just say no in the in the subject line because he's seen something that I posted to, to like trolls or whatever like and he'd rather I didn't yeah. sort of respond at all but that's partly because I did one I'd, I've only deleted one actually and it was his request and he, and he was probably right about at the it. trolls request or your publisher's request no the publisher's request right and it was um, my editor hi Alex <laughs> sorry mate but uh, he told me about uh, basically what happened was this guy had sent me a it was quite an aggressive message and it was uh, he basically said you're you're not you're not funny you're not or basically that was the gist of it without go, without using all the expletives that he used yeah uh, you don't uh, you, you don't edit this though do you, you don't, I do edit it but, but you're you allowed to swear it. okay ask her <laughs> so he says you're a fucking <laughs> <laughs> but basically he says you're a fucking arse or you're, you're not as fucking funny as you fucking think you are etc F F F and all that sort of stuff so it's quite it's quite aggressive and um and so I took his profile photo off of his page and I photoshopped it so he had a penis for one arm and a lobster claw for the other <laughs> and, a, and, a, and I put back to him hi I've just taken your photograph and photoshopped it so you've got one arm that's a penis and one arm that's a lobster claw and that's quite funny <laughs> <laughs> and he went absolutely apeshit <laughs> he was going to kill me and everything I mean fortunately he wasn't, he didn't, he didn't, he's American like I mean, yeah. so I'd, he's probably got a passport or whatever. I don't think he's going to come to come to Barnsley anytime soon. But um, the problem with it was, I post that. Uh, but but that day, my editor was um, was giving a presentation to like Waterstones and all that oh, sort of really? stuff uh, about getting the uh, no, it's the supermarkets actually trying to get the book into into supermarkets. And shops. they pull up your profile, being all pulled like, look the, what he's doing. Yeah, pulled up the Baby profile, pulled up the personal profile, and they said, look, <laughs> you know, kind of look at his stats and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and, he, and Alex says to me, he says, he says, so I pulled over all this before, and he says, I've got all the great and good of all retailing or whatever, like, I mean, and he says, and behind me on the wall, it's like a seven foot cock and balls because it, because, because it's a, uh, because it's a massive screen behind you on the thing, and uh, he literally left the meeting and phoned me and says, you need to take that down. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only time I've ever, I've ever deleted one. The rest of them are all up there for, for anybody to see, and I've actually had a couple of the trolls come back to me since. There was uh, a guy. A couple of weeks ago, came back and uh, and uh, I'd taken a piss a bit. I wasn't particularly harsh or whatever, but he came back and said, uh, and uh, he said, "Thank you, know, thanks for that." You know, oh, kind really? of sarcastic or whatever. Like, you know what I mean, and I went back to him. And I says, "Look, I'm, you know, I'll take it down. I'm not bothered. I'm just taking piss." Yeah. And again, he'd started it, so it was fine. But uh, but he was lovely. You know what I mean? And he's really? and 
and we had a, quite a long chat and that. Like, I mean, he said uh, he said he was, just, he was just having a bad day that day and he wanted to take it out to somebody and he gave me a lot of grief. I said, it's fine, I'll take it down. He says, no, nah, leave it up. So, oh, good on him. Yeah. I guess that's the thing, though, isn't it? A lot of people just think you're almost like this faceless you yeah. know, thing on the internet that if they are having a bad day, they can take it out on you. They don't actually think that you're a person who might retaliate. I think they're sort of gobsmacked about the idea that I'd actually go back and say something. Mm. But but the thing is, I'd only ever do that. I don't I, would, I don't do it to like someone who comments or anything like that sort of stuff. But if they tag me in something, to me they're kicked off the game. You know, or if they message me, message me directly, then they're kicked off the game. And and whatever whatever comes their way is fine, and whatever comes back my way is fine. I just treat it as a little bit of sport, really. But that's all good it's all fair um and so you, you mentioned your book dummy was published last year and it's yeah. out in paperback now isn't it uh, yeah it came out last last week last thursday i think on paperback. it'll be yeah. a few weeks ago by the time this comes out it came out ages ago <laughs> it was months ago <laughs> by the time you've edited all this shit it came yeah. out last year um and is it coming out in america as well uh, yeah, a ver- is it a version of it or the same? Is it called Man? Is it called Man versus Baby in America? Man versus Baby in America. So they've and uh, it's quite similar. They've they've edited. There's certain things that we can't get get away with saying in in America that uh, they're a lot what more puritanical. They've, they've edited a lot, quite a bit of swearing out of it. Okay. They've switched to uh, arsehole for asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know. That makes a massive amount of difference. But uh, there's certain things as well. Also, there's like a post Weinstein. Uh, approach to it as well, which is which is, which seems to have. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't even say seems to have changed the editing process for them. They specifically said it's changed the way. Wow, they edit in what things. way? Um, so if I use the word tits over, it, if I turn around and say and say this gets on my tits, yeah, I'm I'm not thinking. Um, You're not thinking of breasts. I'm not, I'm not anatomically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas, and they and they said that that would have been fine, maybe. A year ago, but but oh, now wow. it's not. That's kind of like an a, almost aggressive now. Like, That's really mean, interesting. So, and and you have to co- kind of go with they understand their own. Yeah, their and own I guess I mean the American market is different, and we've got yeah. kind of little turns of phrases. I did notice reading your book that your kind of you know your kind of northern you know way of speaking yeah very much comes through. You can tell that it hasn't been edited out. Whereas other books you read, it's very much. I guess like the Queen's English, or yeah. I mean, when the proofreader stuff come back, they would query certain things and uh, like the spelling of knob. <laughs> I mean, we're making it sound quite puerile. The book. You know, there is a bit of debate though over the spelling of knob, isn't there? Is there? I, I I've seen it spelled either with the K or without the K, and personally, I mean, I'm a journalist, but I don't know which is the correct way. Well, I'm here to settle that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, there's if, definitely if, no K. Well. It's a definite. It's. There's, I mean, there's. There's no K on it. I mean, you know, the a bed knob has a K, doesn't it? it we're not talking bed knobs. No, we're not. But you know, I, I always think it's N-O-B. But I don't. I don't know whether that's because uh, because the only way it's place it's ever used really is on like a toilet wall. Yeah, exactly. So, so and they're not known for their spelling and grammar. No, and stuff no, like that. no. Um, I love that if you take one thing away from this podcast, it is how to spell the word knob. <laughs> yeah, can we settle that once and for all? <laughs> it? 
Yeah, Matt says it's NLB, everyone. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And if you can go around the toilet walls and do a bit of a correct, you know, take some tipex and correct any that are <laughs> yeah. misspelled, that'd be really helpful. Well, I think the thing is, if the proofreader is turning around and kicking it, that's the thing. I always thought, like, when, when you're rewriting books, it'd be quite a literary thing. But when the proofreader is sending his comments back and it basically says, spelling of knob, question mark, <laughs> this is not Tolstoy, is it, really? Mm, well, you know, you know. So, you know the maybe. thing is, in the, in the American one as well, the footnotes, are, they're, they're like a book on their own because you kind of have to explain things like what Conkers is. Oh, really? I don't know why. Hang I on, mentioned. hang on. They don't have Conkers in America? No, no they what? don't even know what Conkers are. What? I know. That's insane. Why did they throw that throw that tea into the harbour? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they ruined it for themselves, so they don't have conkers. Con- I had to explain what a wanker was like. I mean, although they do know what a wanker is, but there's certain, certain people who wouldn't know, and I've yeah. got asterisks and then and explain explain what it is. I guess it depends on how much British culture the reader is aware of. Yeah. You do get a lot of BBC telly over there, and. You know, Downton Abbey, for example. But they're not yeah. really talking about wankers and Downton Abbey too much, are they? Or conkers. Yeah. So, I, don't, I don't know how they spell knob in Downton Abbey. <laughs> well, we should ask uh, Hugh, Hugh Bonneville. <laughs> yeah. What's your take on this, Hugh? Very much with a K. <laughs> I imagine. Hugh, you're wrong, if you're listening. Um. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But one of the things that people seem to love about you is your no-nonsense and um, funny approach to parenting. Um, I mean, do you think that there's too much kind of bullshit around the parenting thing, whether it's, you know, expert advice being given to... I think in the book you mentioned that your wife read every single book when she was pregnant. You know, there are so many books out there where people are saying this is how you should give birth this is how you should raise your baby but then also alongside that you've got a lot of bloggers and instagrammers saying you know showing this perfect vision of family life so do you think there's too much of that around i think everybody buys the same books i think you know when they first uh when when they when they're first pregnant i don't know whether it's whether it's changed now it's changed quite a bit i think there's there's been a massive wave of uh, of this sort of book where the where the where the, everything that sort of Doctor Spock suggested mm. has kind of been flipped, and uh, yeah. and people are being a lot more honest about about that sort of thing. I think publishers have picked up on on the fact that people are sick to death of being told that it should be a certain way when everybody's different, and when uh, and also that's that side of things where whereby we didn't used to talk about how tough and difficult it is. I think um, I think that's it, it's it's still new 
in terms of over the past sort of let's say four or five years yeah. so it's still new in that respect we've been having babies forever and that's this is kind of a new thing that you can be honest about how tough it can be i wonder if it is but, a new thing i wonder if you've got kind of we well, don't know do you really yeah because this, this is like uh it's new to me. It's like we think we've invented this. We've invented honesty about parenting. I just wonder whether people were saying it sort of quietly yeah. before. I mean, but, then, the, but, then the, but then the mouthpiece didn't exist for it. That's true. Before, you know, before Instagram and Twitter and but Facebook. But you've been doing this quite a while. I've been doing this for uh, six and a half years. Right. But I've definitely seen a change. Yeah. You know, like even when you, uh, you know, there's noticing the, the, the rise in bloggers like um, Hurrah for Gin and Unmanzi yeah. Mum and Brummy Mummy of Two. You know, maybe about four years ago they started kind of coming up and gaining popularity and it feels like since then it's been a real wave. Yeah. Before that it was very much like Kath Kidsony type motherhood, <laughs> you know, perfection. And I think to begin with I kind of bought into that and like my Twitter um bio profile pic to begin with was me holding a Kath Kidson mug. And it's like <laughs> so far off brand now. So off brand. <laughs> I still do love a Catherine mug, but you know, um, yeah. But I think that those people, unlike yourself, you know, coming you know forward and saying actually, you know, we've got a different take on things, yeah. has given a lot more people the confidence to say actually, yeah, I I've been thinking that for a while, but. Yeah didn't perhaps have the guts to say anything or... It's all a little bit of a tightrope, isn't it, that you you walk anyway when you say, when you put yourself out there as saying you're struggling with some element of of parenthood because Mm. uh, I've heard you talk before about how how that can easily be misconstrued as being ungrateful and stuff like that, which is, of course, complete bollocks, but... And and every other parent knows it's bollocks, but you you feel that you're walking out a tightrope anyway. it's, It's different for dads as well because... Being involved in the way that modern dads try to be—that's that's really new in terms of historically. Yeah, and we're still kind of finding his way and, yeah. and fucking it up massively. Like I mean, but but it, but writing about that is very very—you got to be really careful about it at times. I mean, I tend not to be, and that's why sometimes I get a bit of grief about it. But uh, sometimes the questions questions that you're asked about. Uh, they try and steer you down the route of saying yes I'm a dad and it's very difficult for me are designed for you to uh, to look like the kind of arsehole who's complaining yeah, about, about your lot in life, letting life as a father when you know full well as a dad you know full well that mum's put up with the lion's share of everything from you know from from, I was going to say from conception. <laughs> it's much harder but for I'm, the women when I'm it comes spe- to conception. I'm speaking personally for my wife. It's very, very <laughs> difficult for her, the conception. But, but to, you know, through pregnancy and birth and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's very difficult for you to stand there and say, oh, isn't it tough for me? In a way, I do feel sorry for men in that respect. Because, I mean, I'm the worst person, I think, at throwing that back in my husband's face. Like, oh, rightly so. I, I gave birth. Yeah, you're I allowed to say that right until months. they're like 18 or yeah. 19. Yeah, I'm so milking yeah. that. <laughs> but the, the thing is, a lot, an awful lot of dad bloggers, I think, are, they're, they're, I think they divide into two. You either get the sort of funny, uh, you know, amusing bloggers who try to keep it light-hearted, mm. and then you've got the, the kind of like a crusading type of yes. uh, dad blogger. Yeah. And I'm, I'm quite uncomfortable with, with that side of it because... I don't think we're far enough into being hands on dads to be yeah. to be moaning that much. It's tricky. Oh, it's really me. tricky, isn't it? I, I mean, I take the piss about being said, you know, that you know the idea that you know our babysit or whatever. Like, no, it doesn't really fucking bother me because because mm. uh, uh, I'd prefer to put up with that kind of stuff than actually have to 
produce a mewling bowling ball <laughs> yes. from my yeah, insides. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah, it, it's quite, I think it's quite, it's still quite a new thing to to dance like. But I mean, then equally, I feel like if we are trying to move towards a more equal way of living with mum, dads, kids, as women, we need to kind of cut you guys some slack a bit. I think I'm quite guilty of, you know, giving my husband quite a hard time about stuff. Uh, you know, and but then you, you know, for example, you, um, did, am I right in thinking that your wife went back to work? Yeah. You were a stay-at-home dad for a while before your son started nursery. Yeah. What was that like? Are you, was that something that you felt really strongly about doing? How did that come about? Not particularly. It just, it just sort of, because of the because of the book stuff and the blog stuff, it accidentally happened because I should have gone back to work nine to five. So what was your job before that? It's a graphic designer. Oh, okay. It wasn't. The only job I'd had, <laughs> had some really shit jobs oh, before. Really? But um, but if, in fact, I was just telling someone this this morning about um, one of my jobs was I used to have to pack toilet rolls, and uh, I was let go from that job because um, they'd replaced me with a machine that oh, packed toilet no. rolls, and you, yeah, my dignity sort of rock bottom at that yeah. point. But then they offered me a job to clean the machine oh, that packed what? the toilet. So I'm, I'm painting a picture of how shit jobs are yeah. before. But then, but then I thought, I can't do shit jobs forever, so I'll go back to university, got a, an English degree, which I never used up until sort of 20 years later now. Yeah. And um, and basically went into, just stumbled into being a graphic designer for like 10 years or whatever. It's but so cool. I was cool. never very good at it. And it's really cool, so, though, these days, how you can end up having like multiple careers. Yeah. And how kind of late 30s, early 40s, you... Discovered. That's very kind of you, but it's uh, yeah, it's definite, <laughs> definite forties. I was being quite vague there. <laughs> Late thirties, early forties. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I suppose it is. This, this is there's a lack of security with uh, with you know doing the doing the job that I do now. Doing, yeah. You doing the job that you do now. Yeah. I mean, but uh, but it's certainly the, the only job I've ever actually liked. I don't like working. I think working's shite. I but hate then, it. This doesn't class as work. I mean, you were sitting here having a chat, <laughs> really. and it's class as work for both of us. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. quite nice. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know how we're getting away. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep, keep. you know, we're winging it. Let's just yeah. keep going. No one will notice. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so you, um, so your, your wife went back to work, and there's that yeah. amazing post that I think you've got pinned on your Facebook page, which was the text conversations between you and your wife on her first day back at work, was it? That was, yeah. And I was stuck at, um, I was going to say stuck at home. Stuck at home with <laughs> but, the baby. But because you get accustomed in those early days, if you've all been there, do you mm. know what I mean? The first sort of three, three or four months, you're kind of used to, you know, kind of like, um, everybody comes around to visit for a start. So you have like extended family knocking around. Like, yeah. I mean, me and Linz were both at home at the same time. So everything was shared equally. And then uh, the day that she just set off, uh, I just <laughs> just thought, what am I going to do? I honestly thought, if I get to five o'clock and he's still alive and I'm still alive, then that's a win. Yeah, you're winning. So how old was was he then? When when so he was probably about yeah nine months something nine like months. that. Yeah. So you know, I mean, they're they're kind of they're not at their most fun at nine months old, are they? No, no. You know, quite often they're maybe toddling about or cruising about. 
No, he wasn't doing any of that. Was he not doing any of that? He didn't start humping the floor until he was about 18 months. <laughs> I didn't start walking until I was about three or something. So, really? Yeah. So he's a bit, he's a bit like me. He's, uh, he's kind of lazy. Quite happy being stationary. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But what I mean is, they're, you know, they're not the most exciting people to hang out with at that age. No, really, really boring. And so you, you must have had that exact feeling that most mums get when their partners go back to work and you're suddenly left there with this kind of baby that's doing nothing giving nothing back and you're like oh what we're gonna do now then especially because i'm supposed to be writing a book at the same time and he's not doing anything (laughs) i've got eighty thousand words here like it's like um you know when you find a jellyfish on the beach with a stick make him do stuff because i've got eighty (laughs) thousand words doing you're ruining it so when when you have a nightmare day like if you have a a, an awful day do you think in the back of your head, well, at least this, this is material for the book or the blog or the well, Facebook page? I should do, really. That's That would be a good way of writing the thing. But no, not really. I don't even, um, I don't really even make notes. I kind of like, uh, I kind of sit down and think, right, I need to write 2,000 words today. And then I'll, and I'll just try and remember what happened in the past, past couple of weeks. But um, didn't really have those, there weren't nightmare days in that way, really. I knew that, I knew that Lindsay would be coming home. And that's how I always sort of think I used to watch the clock. You know what I mean? And it, that, did that sound miserable? You know, well, I, I was the same. I mean, yeah. I yeah, I used to watch the clock and just, you know, count down. To, I mean, I, this is so pathetic, but I remember Alan Titchmarsh was my best friend because at five o'clock <laughs> every day the Alan Titchmarsh show would come on ITV. And I knew that when Alan came on the box... It wasn't long until my husband walked in the door. So I was just like, Alan, <laughs> I love you, Alan. <laughs> I love the fact that you were born, you you sort of like a, celebrated Alan coming on an hour before rather yes. than your husband actually coming yeah, out. Alan got all the love. So Alan got the, got the, got the, you wasted the surprise on Alan. I didn't <laughs> yeah, when my husband actually walked through the door, I just thrust the baby at him <laughs> and head off, headed off to the bath for half an hour. That's all he got. <laughs> Man, if he'd have just worn an Alan mask, <laughs> the kind of joy you could have had. In I his would life. have hugged you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you're not a stay-at-home dad anymore. Anymore. You're busy working on your book and um your blog. And are are you writing on? Are you writing another book now? Are you working on a second book? Yeah. Yeah. So it was um two book deal in the first place. So. Uh, so hang on, hang on, hang on. Based on that one Facebook post, <laughs> you were given a two book deal. I know. It's ridiculous. Like I say, they don't know what they're doing. I feel. T- do you know when you go to these book uh, book things when the um, when your publisher puts you know there's like a book launch. I don't know. I've never been to. Yes, you have. You're going to one tonight. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> so when but when they do those uh, book launches or whatever, there's like proper writers. Hey, yeah. those people have like grafted. 20 years, they've honed the manuscript, they've made it right. Like, I mean, I can't tell them that it was just a bloody Facebook post. You feel like a right. Do you get imposter syndrome about it? I just lie. <laughs> been grafting, yeah, I did, a, did an English degree 20 years ago and I've been grafting away ever since. I just tell them, I just yeah, don't tell the truth. That is true. I mean, I, mean, sort of, I was grafting at something else. Yes. But uh, you were grafting at uh, packing toilet rolls. <laughs> yeah. All kinds. I don't mention that, obviously. Like, no, absolutely. So, is your uh, next book about going to be about. The toddler stage, or man versus toddler in theory, yeah. Uh, I think uh, we settled on the title. I think yesterday, so mm. it'll probably man versus toddler. Excellent. Which, um, which is because Charlie's only sort of two and a half. I feel like we're only kind of just into sort of toddler. I don't know when they become a toddler. That's the problem. It's like the lines are blurred. I mean, I've got a friend who 
her child was practically at school and she was still calling him the toddler. And I was like, he's not a toddler anymore. It's that same thing of like clinging on to the baby day. She was clinging yeah. on to the toddlers, the toddler days. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what makes a toddler, which is not a good starting point for writing a book about. Yes, you do some research. Yeah. Um, it's all just it's all just a bit. It's quite fluid, isn't it? I think as long as they're toddling about and I think maybe when they get to about three, three and a half, they become a preschooler. Right, is that what the next thing is? Yeah, I mean, it's all—it's all just a load of rubbish, really, isn't it? They're just—they're just children. They are just children. Although, <laughs> someone, I just talked to someone this morning who was saying that—that uh, that I should have like Charlie booked into school and that already. Oh, have you not? <laughs> I don't have you not got a tutor for his for his eleven plus sorted yet? <laughs> they were saying, saying, admittedly, it was like um, St John's Wood area kind oh, of thing. Oh right, you know what I mean? yes. So like uh, nurseries or whatever. You have to put your name down while you're pregnant or whatever yeah. for, for a school. And uh, they were talking about how you choose a nursery and uh, saying about how, you know, I mean, language tutors and, and, uh, and you know, you go around and visit and all that stuff. the nursery? We chose our nursery because it had a horse. <laughs> <laughs> See, we went, it had a horse and Charlie went, horse. So we went there. Job done. <laughs> I chose our nursery because it was on the way to the train station that Perfect. I had to get to on my way into work. And it was the one that I looked around. It looked all right. So that was it. Well, we did turn down one nurse. I said turn down. <laughs> they weren't clamouring for us All the go. offers you were getting. <laughs> yeah. But we did We did sort of not send him to one nursery. But that was because um, we had to change him while we were while we were looking around and, and went into the area whereby you pull down the, the you know, the nappy changing oh, yeah. table. And my God. Oh, was it? Was yeah. it? it was like, like food in the hinges and oh. stuff like you know, like an oven door. You'd expect uh, that in like I don't know McDonald's or something, but not in a nursery. <laughs> yeah. Plus the telly was on all the time. Like I mean, he, and, he, mm. and he, we we fulfil his telly time at home. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I'm really glad that Jamie Oliver did that whole campaign about school dinners being healthy because now it means I can feed my daughter chicken nuggets at home, <laughs> knowing that she gets a healthy school school lunch. So thanks, Jamie. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Um, and you've got a section in your book about judgment. Have you ever felt judged as a dad, whether that's a stay-at-home dad or putting, you know, what you put out into the world? Uh, you do. It goes back to trolls. I mean, the people come back and say, "I got, a lot, I get a lot of stuff about uh, being too old to be a dad." I get quite a bit of that. No, I get quite. That's that's probably the number one one because I'm like uh, 43 now, and uh, <laughs> in fact, I had one from a. Um, from a woman who claimed to be a teacher, <laughs> a teacher. I'm not entirely sure, because she said um, she said that uh, it's wrong to have had a baby at my age, because as a primary school teacher, she'd seen children lose their parents and had to struggle with the. <laughs> she lots. knows you're 43, not 83, right? <laughs> but yeah, basically, basically, if I lived to the average age, which is like 83 or whatever. Then Charlie will be like forty odd yeah. by the time I, if he's still in primary school at forty odd, he's got bigger problems than me carking <laughs> it. So, so yeah, I don't think she was like a maths teacher or anything. That's so weird. But though. quite a bit of that, quite quite a bit of that. Forty three is not old to be having having babies, like you know, in this day and age. No, it might have been thirty years ago. No, I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I think the average age has has progressed up through the up through the. Th- 30s yeah. over the past you know why these bloody it. women all having careers <laughs> what the before they want to have babies I mean come on <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't I, I get quite a bit of that and I get quite a bit of um, trying to think what what other what grief I get I mean I get grief about uh, sharing stuff about kids online 
which I th- which which I think is actually a bit overblown. What kind of stuff do you mean, like stuff about your own son? Or? Yeah, that you shouldn't you should share that sort of stuff, and and they'll you know they'll come a point naturally when when I don't when it's yeah. uh, not particularly because because I think that there's there's a massive problem with it, but just because I think there'll come a point whereby it's his his story rather yeah. than mine, and it'll just naturally. Uh, progress away from it. Probably once this book's out, I'll probably move away and do something else. Oh, that's you. You say that, and then the, the book offer will come in for <laughs> man versus preschooler. Yeah. You'll think, oh, yeah. Let's talk cash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How much is my child worth? Yes, exactly. Um, um and were, were were there any um rumours of a TV show being made out of the book? Yeah, we had. Uh, well, well, I signed a contract with um with uh, Sony and. CBS about turn it into like a TV and but uh, that's kicked into the long grass until it comes out in America I think and we'll kicked see, into the long we'll grass see what, see what happens that like sounds that, like such cool media jargon <laughs> no I must have heard that from some because they because you know they phone you like LA agents or whatever the phone I don't know phone. I've never I've never been called by an LA agent yes yeah yeah all the time <laughs> but they no well neither have I but they phone like uh, and they phone at really inconvenient times because the time difference so at two o'clock in the morning. They'll phone our house and uh, they'll phone to to Barnsley or whatever. And they're, uh, you know, they're like, uh, hi, Matt. I can't do an American accent. Hi, Matt. You're well, a that real doll and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, they blow loads of smoke up your ass. Mm. And then they tell you that it's going to be fantastic. And, like, um, like they'll say, because uh, Ashton Kush is quoted on the, on the book as... Uh, you know, I said, does something nice about it, and uh, and the like. Because Ashton oh. shared your original Facebook post. I did, yeah, yeah, and uh, so we talked to these agents out there, and they're like, oh no, I know Ashton will get Ashton. <laughs> I don't, they've never met Ashton, which I've so never met Ashton, but, but it's it's uh, it's it's nice, you know what I mean. But it's uh, but you got to keep your. That must be such a weird way to live, though, is to you know be so enthusiastic and nice to someone, and then have to tell them actually we're kicking this into the long grass <laughs> yeah. actually we're not quite as keen on you as we thought or we're waiting for the book to come out yeah that's kind of like a weird person actually, I imagine to they just do it every day though you know, yeah but it's uh it's so it's been kicked into the long grass yeah that doesn't mean it's not happening it just means that they're going to I guess see how well the book does in america but are they... i think so yeah yeah but and you know so fingers fingers crossed it does all right over there and then uh, they've got um They've got rights to develop it if they want to. You know, but even maybe. the fact that you have had interest from an American network, yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to write it myself, to be honest. Right. So, um, so there's part of me that hopes they don't do anything with it, and uh, and uh, they give us back the rights, and I can just do it myself. Yeah. Because uh, I think uh, the idea of Americanizing it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But uh, who do you reckon they would get to play you? I mean, Ashton Kutcher's got the cheekbones and he's got the six pack. I was going to say, you guys are you're quite similar looking. Twinny, <laughs> but any sort of like middle aged dumpling. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It'd be. Uh... I can't believe you haven't thought about this. Well, I, I haven't actually, but it didn't occur to me that they wouldn't change it so much that it wouldn't be me in it. But when it got quite advanced and like talks and whatever, they were literally using my name and everything. That's right. when I got really twitchy. I thought, right. like, oh, I'm not happy about doing this at all. But uh, but yeah, any any sort of like uh, it needs to be kind of like a a, a happy go loser type. Happy go loser. That's uh, that's me. Best. I think Ashton Kutcher would be pretty good actually. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got some quick fire questions for you, Matt. Oh God, if that's good. Um, NCT or NWA? NCT or NWA? NWA. NWA. All day long. Yeah. 
Um, were you a dummy baby or were you a thumb sucker when you were a, when you were a nipper? A uh, thumb sucker I was, yeah. And I also sucked a blanket as well. Did you? Yeah, I stuck it in my nose. Because on the cover of um, the book, you're, you've got a dummy in your mouth, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the thinking behind calling it the book dummy? Uh, you'd have to ask publishers, really. I wanted to call it Man vs. Baby, but uh, but I think because the uh, the balanced readership was uh, uh, weighted towards mums, uh, I think they were worried about it sounding a bit masculine, maybe. Right, so, um, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, okay, what's been your best troll comment ever? Um, probably on the first post, which was... Uh, in fact... Lynn's never reads anything that I'm, I'm our missus. She never reads anything that I write. She's still not even read the book. Has she not? No, no, she's uh, she's no interest. <laughs> but she, but she, in that first um, that first post, I came into the living room one day and she was laughing, laughing like uncontrollably laughing. And I thought, oh, I must have written something that she really, really resonated and she's found really amusing. And she wasn't. She was reading the comments. And one of the comments was, uh, uh, what was it? You look like a fat fucking David Tennant. <laughs> Oh my goodness, you do! <laughs> so, so that's what she was laughing at. That's who needs to so play you in the film, so that, in the TV yeah, series. Yes. We should have, we should have him. He's pretty good at accents, so he could yeah. do an Amer- American accent. Yeah, he, I, I, I know you're northern, but I'm guessing in America they will make it have to be. American. So that's the best troll comment I've got because he got a reaction out of my missus. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, what's been your most embarrassing parenting moment ever? Oh, Christ, how long have you got? How you long must have, have loads. I've got so many. Um, given what we're doing, one of the, one of the, this is not a parenting moment, but I did, um, when this first kicked off the viral stuff, I had to do an interview for a parenting uh, magazine. And they, uh, and one of the first questions they asked was, "What is wor- what's worst case scenario? What's the worst thing?" And uh, and completely innocently, I said, uh, "Probably eating a being watched while I'm eating a, whilst I'm eating a cream egg." Because <laughs> it's like uh, you know watching a dog while it's having a shit. Nice. Nobody really wants to. <laughs> and, they, and they went, "No, we mean about parenting." <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you could probably leave that bit out. This, <laughs> yeah, we will. That is so random. <laughs> so, but so. that's so true because how it's impossible to eat a cream egg <laughs> in a cool way. Yeah, or a banana. <laughs> but it's mainly cream eggs. Cream eggs are definitely worse than bananas. Yeah, so so I'm not I'm not I wasn't really equipped to deal with those sorts of questions. I was quite tired as well. Like, don't we? but this but this absolutely loads and loads. The the, the worst one I was t- I, I mentioned a couple of weeks on something else. It was um. Soft play. I'm writing a soft about soft play at the minute, and a couple of the soft the stories I've included in that are just horrible to relive. It's like uh, I get post traumatic stress disorder just writing about it. I had one whereby um, you know in uh, soft play where where they do like four floors of, of soft play. Yeah, four floors were, of hell. You mean? That's the one. Yeah, and uh, it was like a jungle jamboree type thing, and there was a snake that went a snake slide that went all the way to the top, like four floors up, and. Uh, me and Charlie sort of because uh, I'm one of those parents who kind of like uh, follows him through I don't leave him to it I have to be there do you know what in a couple of years you're going to be there having a cup of tea yeah, with a sling him over and, <laughs> a, sling and him a newspaper over. watching him going around on his own that's when you know you've made it well at the moment I'm just too terrified about yeah. him because he's quite suicidal in these places <laughs> but he uh, so he made his way all the way to the top and the um, the slide at the top had a little note on it like a laminated sign that said uh, no adults allowed down the slide and he was too young to go down on his own because obviously I was to the rest. So I thought, oh, I'll ask who the sign. No, 
you know, no one's telling this dad what to do. Yeah, even though you're a fat David Tennant, yeah, I'm yeah. still going to go down the snake slide. I thought, screw screw jungle jamboree officials. I'm going down this slide. So I put Charlie on my knee, went down the slide. It was fine. A little bit quicker than I was expecting. <laughs> a little bit nervy. <laughs> but I went all the way down into the bottom, came out in a ball pit. Everything's, everything's fine in a ball pool. And uh, then looked around and I noticed it was like, it was only like 10 metres by 10 metres, this ball pool. And there was like no way out apart from like a small hatch, you know, like a flap that a oh, toddler can fit no. through, but an adult can't. That's why no, and no. I, yeah, and I'm I'm stuck in a ball pool. And um, literally I thought I was going to die. You know, you have irrational panic at that moment. I just thought, I'm going to die in here. I don't know how I'm going to get out. <laughs> Did you have more children coming down the slide behind you? <laughs> well, fortunately it was empty. Oh, okay. Otherwise we'd have just, we'd just filled, filled up, up behind me. <laughs> But uh, I thought about because Charlie could fit through it, so I thought about sending him to the counter. You know, at last he get him to bark at yeah. the counter and sort of tell him that his master was trapped. <laughs> but but um, do you know what I had to do? I had to phone Jungle Jamboree on do, my mobile. So you had your phone on you. Yeah. So I had to phone, phone him and say, if you look to if you look to your left, the woman picked up on the, on the behind the cafe counter. If you look to your left, there's someone waving at you, and that's me. I'm stuck in your ball pool. What did she I mean, say? Well, she, we had a, quite a long conversation whereby she didn't seem to believe me to begin with. Like, I mean, but if, That'd be quite a cool hoax phone call to make, though. You should <laughs> just do that tomorrow. Just ring up and, and just, you know, replay that I conversation. I can't do it in the same place. <laughs> but she said, uh, she said uh, did you not notice the sign at the top of the slider? So, do you think if I'd noticed the slider, I'd have come down the slide? I don't think so. I'm not an idiot. So, uh, but... Uh, but in all seriousness, they had to cut me out of the ball pool. You know, they have cable ties on the side yeah. that hold the side. They had to take down a wall no. <laughs> to get me out there. And there was a guy filming me getting out. That's my biggest terror leaving the place was that this would appear on YouTube. Look at this idiot yeah. got trapped in a trapped in a ball pool. And all your trolls would have been like <laughs> vindicated. <laughs> love that. But that sort of stuff just happens all the time. Mm. Oh my goodness! Do you yeah. know what? That's probably one of the best. I, I ask this question a lot on the podcast. I should have a chart, like on uh, on Top Gear oh, yeah, or a Saturday Kitchen. Yeah. I think you'd be at the top. Like, oh, really? I think you would. Slap it on the top. Yeah, brilliant. Listen, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you for me. It's really been delightful it. to chat to you, and I have laughed a lot, so thank you very much. Bless you. Thank you. I don't think it's going to be possible for me to go to a soft play and not think about that story. Thank you again to Matt for being my guest and thank you for tuning in. Please pop over to iTunes and subscribe and review and rate the podcast and I'll catch up with you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.